Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you already know what to expect because we have a return guest, Youngmi. Woo! A return guest. One of our, <laughs> our fan favorites. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like we've had a handful of return guests, but you know in SNL, they do the five-timers club. <laughs> uh, feeling Asian two-timer club is basically the same thing. What are we going to do for the five-timers club? The five-timers, you're going to get a robe and a cigar. <laughs> you're going to get a robe, cigar, and we're going to update our album cover so that you're on it too. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a kimono though. It's going to be an Asian robe. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, let's uh, let's just introduce them to the pod so we can shoot the shit right up top. Listeners, uh, your guest this week is, as we mentioned, a return guest. Give it up for hip-hop artist, musical artist extraordinaire, Bohan Phoenix. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to y'all. It's so good to be back. I'm definitely going to be a five-timer for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, this is wait. the third time, right? Including the in-person show that we did. Oh, that's mm-hmm. true. Oh, Here we go. We wow. Okay, so you're show. a front runner oh, right out go. the gates. <laughs> well, the listeners don't have access to that because that was that's live. True. But you did do our live show and you performed and you did comedy, which is very brave. That improv I feel like. tight. That improv <laughs> part. Oh, my God. I thank God I was going last. And that thing had me tight. I was in there like, oh, shit. Gotta be funny. <laughs> Were you nervous? Yeah. <laughs> I feel like musicians always say that their worst nightmare is to do comedy. They're like, I can't, be- I can't believe you do stand up. And I'm like, you play in front of like thousands of people. I play, I, I tell jokes in front of yeah, three people. That's, that's still, it's still way harder though, because those three people I feel like are way more critical than when you go on stage and like start doing music. At least I feel like, because they, they expect laugh, laughs, mm. and, you know. You know, at the show though, you graced our audience with your with a song of yours. And I'm pretty sure as people were leaving, they were like, oh my God, Bohan Phoenix was fucking amazing. What were we, what What happened before that part again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that, I mean, that was for our sake because, you know, there's nothing worse than a comedian following a musician. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Bringing the vibes down. Bringing Not the vibes, vibes down. Horrific. down. <laughs> oh God, the vibes. <laughs> Okay, you're a three-timer, three so time. two more times. I think we're in a... Yeah, we're racing against the clock here because you're, you're blowing up now. And, <laughs> you know, at any moment, we're going to get the Hollywood treatment from Bohan. Go, Yo, Bohan, you want to do the Feeling Asian podcast? And be like, I mean, for listeners, oh. just so y'all know... Left on, left on just red. So, just so the <laughs> listeners know, I, I reached out to, to, to Yami and Brian for this episode right here. Wow. <laughs> wow. All right, listeners. Someone take a sound bite of that and just make a, a separate TikTok of Such it before he blows up. <laughs> yeah, turn that into an NFT because it's gonna be worth a lot Here we someday. Go. <laughs> um, but yeah, Bohan, uh, we're so glad to have you on the pod again. And you know, you know the drill. We're gonna ask each other how we're yeah. feeling. So, uh, Youngman, you want to do us the honor? How are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I feel. Um, I feel like sort of. I don't know, lost. I I don't like I feel like I'm not doing enough, which I feel like is everyone feels like that, but then I I'm just like, what the fuck am I supposed to be doing? It's fucking July. No one's even here. No one even cares. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. I, oh, you know what I'm I'm like uh really experiencing and I know 
it's hard for me to like separate this part of my life because it's such a big part of my life but because I'm so active on social media and I feel like if I'm ever in a flop era it, it really affects me and it's it sounds so ridiculous but like if I got a few like posts not doing so hot I'm like I'm a failure <laughs> are we are we talking is there one platform more than others are we talking TikTok because right now everyone's in their flop era on Instagram <laughs> Oh, yeah. Instagram is so fucking weird. Um, yeah, I think I mean, like Twitter is like they're all different animals. I feel like TikTok is so easy to just like get numbers on there. So I don't sure. really give a shit. But like but also I don't know. I'm like, you know, I always create content, but it's so interesting. Like um, I'm having a hard time gauging what content I want to put out, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah like I used to just be like. I think I'm like careful because, you know, we always see comedians go through this, especially if they're super online. They like start by making a lot of jokes, then they get followings for telling jokes and then they start getting fucking philosophical and like, this is what I fucking think about. And I I, like catch myself doing that a lot and I'm like trying to actively stop because... Mm. Obviously, like I feel like I have a lot of interesting things to say or whatever, but I'm a comedian and I like I I don't want to be one of those comedians that are like doing like Twitter threads about what I think about, you know, like misogyny or something like that. Right. So I've been trying to actively like stop myself from doing that and like really just try to turn every idea I have into an actual joke. I mean, in my experience, it's often the content that I'm not the most happy about or I'm the most excited about that pops off. It's like, I'm like, oh, this this thing I created isn't the thing that makes me laugh the most. But for whatever yeah. reason, the public really fucks with this. And yeah. I'm uh, there's always like a fork where I'm like, okay, do I, I guess I should I just keep making this to appease what the people want because the numbers don't yeah. lie. Never. But yeah, yeah you know, never. like you said, I mean, never. It's I think at the end of the day, it's just like, can I, can I sleep well? being a one uh, one trick pony and doing one thing only and i don't think i would be able to yeah you gotta find that sweet spot between like what you really want to say and people like it sometimes <laughs> you say what you want to say and nobody likes it and then you you try to do something that people like and you you don't you're not happy you gotta find the fucking sweet spot it's rough yeah so i, I mean at least you're finding the sweet spot i'm i'm just putting out my shit and no one's liking it but I sleep well at night. There you go. <laughs> You're doing it for you. Yeah. The true artist, Brian Park. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm just thinking a lot about social media and how it's affecting my life. I've also, oh, doing this like very um, cleansing thing where I'm, I'm eating healthy. I'm eating Fuck a lot yeah. of kale. I stopped drinking. I'm drinking a lot of water. I don't know if you saw my giant Ooh. lemon water. Um, and I'm, it's like completely changed my life and i was like oh i wasn't depressed i was just fucking dehydrated for (laughs) 30 years (laughs) i feel like this is a discovery that you make every four to five months on this podcast i know right i'm like (laughs) i'm depressed it was it was dehydration again whoops every four months you're right brian um anyway so i that's how i'm feeling um it's kind of like all over the place how are you feeling yeah right now uh i have the stomach flu right now so i'm yeah, so right now I feel Yikes. like, do you ever take like so much medicine that you feel kind of high? Like you're sort of just floating. I don't even know what's in my body. I, I like I had crazy stomach issues when I was in Mexico, so I bought all oh, of these no. like random drugs 
there, <laughs> but I have a lot left over. So I've just like been taking those with Advil and Pepto. I don't even know what's oh, in my body right now. But a nice cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're such a square that you're high on stomach medicine. <laughs> that shit was from Mexico, <laughs> bro. Fuck? That shit was strong. <laughs> stomach, Yo, yeah. no, Who but I've changed. Pepto Bismol. <laughs> Yo, welcome to your 30s, man. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. Like fucking a. When I was in my early 20s, I was at a rave and I would just take pills from random strangers. But now, oh. now that I'm in my well into my 30s, I'm I'm taking a magnifying glass and reading those directions <laughs> onto that fucking Pepto Bismol and being like. All right. Can I take this many doses in 30 minutes? <laughs> I'm like, Brian, are you okay? It's like, oh, I just took a little too much Pepto-Bismol. I feel like crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, right now I'm kind of, I'm, I'm feeling all right. Like, honestly, yesterday, yesterday I was in the thick of it. I woke up this morning feeling kind of groggy. But, you know, like right now I feel like I'm in a... It's like a sports game almost like i'm so tapped in that i'm ignoring what's going on but i know that as soon as we stop recording that i'm gonna be running to the bathroom and damn who knows you look great oh God. Is you it look the, energetic yeah you look great you look yeah. you're glowing it's that fucking pepto-bismol man <laughs> wait what kind of stomach viruses is it like the is it like a poo-poo or a barfo or what both or what is it it's it's the poo-poo you know, kind Okay, good. That's yeah. good. I feel like as long as you don't have nausea and throwing up, like that, <laughs> yeah. that's a it's different manageable. level. The both, the both ends yeah. is tough. And you know, when we're coming out of both ends. Yeah, the DP. The DP is tough. <laughs> I guess it's the opposite of DP. Yeah. DE. Double <laughs> explosion. <laughs> Double <Jesus>. ex expulsion. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to belabor this, this stomach, stomach talk. I feel like but, last time we were talking, uh, when did you have COVID or something? I feel like last time we were talking, I feel like one of us, one of y'all was sick. Yo, like I, maybe. I remember, not maybe even gonna lie, I woke up this morning, I was like, damn, I'm pretty sure I had COVID the last time we recorded Wait, with you Bohan. Did, you did. Fuck, I don't want to, I don't want to say I'm sick in front of Bohan because he's gonna think I'm a little. <laughs> weak oh, horrible immune system it, here we are but Wait, well that was a year and a half ago so it's a, you, you can be sick twice in a year <laughs> ryan what, what do you Tolerable. think was the oh wait stomach flu not food poisoning yeah straight up with stomach it's stomach right. flu yeah so mm, a little parting gift to our listeners if you're looking for a, a nice little midday buzz take chug some pepto-bismol down it with some cine bacilos forte oh. and you're good to go oh <laughs> <laughs> sounds spicy. Four yeah, sounds spicy. <laughs> but how about you, Boan? How you doing? How you feeling? Um, I'm feeling, feeling, I'm feeling good. But like Yummy said, I'm feeling a, a little lost these days as well. Yeah. And uh, man, a lot. You know, a lot of the things you touched on, Yummy, was just spot on in terms of creating content and then like putting it out finally getting idea put it out and then like three people sees it and you're just like what the <laughs> fuck was that for you know, like, <laughs> and the whole time you're just stressing you're like ah, oh, like what am i doing like the whole time you're just like is this what i it's like you said it's like is this what i want to be doing but it's working like i you know i keep making these yeah. i've been making i finally got myself into like a discipline to make some reels like consistently recently mm, yeah and okay. and it's you know like i'm finding these like like sounds and putting stuff to it and i'm just like and it's getting people people are liking it and stuff because i guess instagram is pushing reels these days 
but yeah. oh, but yeah. then I just found myself like spending hours a day trying to come up with a reel, you know, like and I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is not what I want to be doing. Yeah, and um, you know, and like and like just now, you know, that was very uh, appreciate the the hype up, you know, the blowing up part, but that's that's like the opposite of how I feel these days. You know, mm-hmm. I really feel like, I really feel like, um, I really feel like I am, I've never been more uncertain and more unstable in my career than I fell in like the last few years. You know, like, um, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, Whoa. a lot has happened since we last spoke for sure. Um, and yeah, it's been a humbling time. It's been a humbling time to, mm. and because like the, you know, it's funny because I'm going, I'm going everywhere right now. But the the yeah. the since we last spoke in last March, um, you know, I I signed a Warner China record deal. Um, uh-huh. I did a couple NBA halftime shows, got some music and movies and Netflix movies and whatnot. So the mm-hmm. optics from like my supporters and my family and friends, uh, it's like kind of like what Brian said in the beginning. It's like, oh man, like Bowen's blowing up, you know, we about to, yeah. you know. Um, but like the reality of everything, like I signed a Warner China deal to trying to get into China to see my family because on my own, it's impossible as an American citizen. Yeah. And, you know, they tried to get me in in good faith, but they couldn't. And now I'm stuck in like a really horrible record deal. You know, like, oh, like horrible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like insane. You know, <laughs> like, and, uh, but the only reason I signed it, you know, have I, if I go back to last year, would I sign it again? I would, because at that point, top of 2021, I was like, yeah, I think I can get into China. You know, I think with Warner yeah. China's help, I can get into China. So I'm stuck with that. And then, you know, the NBA shows, you know, it's like the the first one I did in LA that was for the uh, Lunar New Year's night. And then the second mm-hmm. one I did in Brooklyn Nets was for the AAPI night. So like, yeah. you know, there was they were seeking out like a, a Chinese face, you know, or like right, an Asian right. face. Mm-hmm. Otherwise I wouldn't be there. And then on top of that, like, People don't understand that, oh, these are such good opportunities that if I didn't want it because they didn't pay or they didn't pay enough, man, look at so many rappers that would have took that shit and like done that shit yeah, for free, yeah. you know? So on one hand, the optics is like, oh, Bohan's doing great. On another hand, you know, I just put out my my debut album and I got yeah. no support from Warner whatsoever. We couldn't get a single blog to write about it. What? And and wow. you know like, and I don't know if they're gonna be happy with me talking about this, but I don't care. And the the point is like, <laughs> the point is like the, I'm I feel like it's been a long journey, and I've gotten to a place where I've done a lot of dope things, but yeah. I like I I need direction and need to figure it out more than I ever felt before right now i yeah you know it's so interesting i feel like you know we always talk about how when has as this podcast has grown our guests you know like they we've gotten guests that are 
further along in their career versus like when we were just starting out and everyone was kind of like at our level yeah and it's really interesting to hear the conversations now because now we're talking to people like you who you know like you said the perception from the outside is that you're very successful and you got this uh, record deal and you have these like huge nba shows and then we're seeing the the like behind the scenes of that and it looks very different than the perception and it's like really interesting because i feel like this is a conversation that a lot of our guests recently have been having they're like well people think i'm doing great but i'm i'm not and it's really hard is part of it stem from i guess like simple truth of it is disappointment like maybe like after you signed like you know your new record deal with warner and then you find out like what the fuck they're not they're not even you know pushing my album out to these blogs and getting these Mm write-ups and like i'm you're having to do all the heavy lifting yourself like is it that like i'm sure you had like an expectation for like fuck yeah like this is how it's gonna go and then now that you're confronted with like well what the fuck this is this is like i'm this is not what i signed up for yeah do you think part of that's coming into play a little bit i think definitely i think for me over the years i've always just preached about don't fucking sign record deals, you know, to to mm-hmm. homies or whenever I talk about it in interviews and stuff. So I asked myself, so I found myself asking myself, how the fuck did I end up in this position? You know, like right. I've always been a scrappy person. Like in college, after college, I was selling weed, selling this and that to get by. You know, like signing a record deal was the furthest thing I would ever want to do. But I think you know for me family is such a strong part of my life such a big part of my life and you know i I grew up with my grandparents i uh, even though after i moved here every year i'd go back at least two or three times and see my family Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so now it's been almost three years since i last seen my family so last so last year i was just feeling desperate you know and and warner china kind of like sensed that desperation and I was like uh yeah if you sign with us we can get you into China so Mm -hmm. it's 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 less so about like this because I knew what I was signing up for the terms and all that you know but if I could get back into China like it would have been worth it you know to put up with it you know but now so that yeah yeah. so you mean do you, so you mean let me just make sure i understand yeah. this correctly you mean that you signed with warner china not not so i mean i guess partially because you wanted to enter the chinese music market but also to physically enter china because it's so hard to go back there now right? so yeah so like the uh, half and half like so yeah. um i signed with warner china to try to get back into china for sure but the reason they were even interested in me in the first place is because from 2015 to 2019, I was already out in Asia and building mm-hmm. and, you know, doing a lot a lot of dope shit out there that caught their attention. And yeah. um, and so they, and, and, and business-wise for, for them, it made sense. It's like, oh, like Bohan not only can speak English, but in Chinese, like he can work both right. sides, you know, like, so to them it made mm-hmm. sense. But everyone just thought in good faith that I was gonna be able to get into China. You know, and yeah. and so it's no one, it's no one's fault. And at the end of the day, you know that the Chinese government was like, no visas <laughs> for anybody. You know, right? Um, 
but yeah, I think it's it's a it's disappointment of not being able to get into China, and then yeah, and then so when I now I don't have the most important thing to me, which is my family. Now the second、yeah. most important thing to me, my music is being held hostage. Right, that's so interesting. Right, so I so、that's、so interesting. Like、yeah. you know, I mean, like it's like I, man, I really I don't remember what my mentality was going into the last podcast, but I feel like since then, like I've I've gotten to know y'all more,、mm-hmm. and、mm. like it just I I feel like I want to just speak frankly, you know, like so. Yeah. When yeah. when Yami、Please. was like, yeah, it feels I feel lost. I'm like, I'm like, man, I feel lost as fuck, you know, like like <laughs> like as、yeah. hell, you know. I know this is a little off topic, but、oh, can you actually、know. talk about this、yeah. because, because I don't think we've actually really talked about this on the podcast. China is still very much closed because of COVID,、mm. um, and I, I've seen some, I've seen a few TikToks about people that live in China and what their lives are, and it's like different states of lockdown basically.、Yeah. So what's? Can you talk about like the status of travel in China and like how that is? And you said、yeah. you're an American citizen, right?、Yeah. So that's mainly why you can't go back. Yeah. So、um, just a little bit of context of that.、Um, I've always gone back to China on tourist visas. Never need a family visa. Even when I was bringing back four or five of my homies from New York to tour, like eight, nine different cities in China、um, in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2017, we were just on tourist visas. It was like easy in out, no problem.、Yeah. You know, and we got and the visa they were giving out was ten years visas. So you paid a hundred forty dollars and you had a ten year visa. And you could be there for six months. It was like incredible, you know, super easy. That's yeah. <laughs> and、um, starting 2017,、um, the Performance Bureau in China started to reject and started to deny、um, foreign acts. So 2017 was when、mm-hmm. I first had a festival canceled based on the fact that I was an American performer. So、oh. starting in 2017, living in China, you feel this. Uh, urgency that China is trying to get rid of foreigners, whereas a decade before they were like trying to open up, but like foreigners come in, foreigners come in, you know.、Mm. So yeah,、um, in 2017 that's when it started, and I I knew it was going to get bad, but I didn't know it was going to get like so bad. But it it was exacerbated because of one COVID and two the、right. Trump the Trump presidency. Yeah, and.、Um, So at this point, even within China, for example, they just started giving out、um, immediate family visas. So, for example, my mom now can apply to go home and visit her dad, whereas previously,、right. whereas previously, my grandfather needed the doctor to give like a、uh, a note to say that he's like failing in order for my mom to go back and see him. So,、yeah. right. so just now they're giving that type of visas out, but. One-way economy ticket that's direct flight is over ten grand U.S. right now. What? Yeah. So shit. So one way. That's one way, right? And then like the wow. And then the 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 ones with the connecting flight one way is about eight grand, but it's about like a forty-five hour journey, you know. And then you have wow. To, and then, and wow. Then can, but the connecting ones you can only go into Hong Kong first, and then into China. But entering Hong Kong, you need to do ten days there, and then once you get into China, you need to do another two weeks there. And then within、yeah. China, if you're a foreigner, you travel from one city to another, you have to quarantine again.、Um, mm-hmm. And even my family in Chengdu, like Chengdu is a big city, but like there's parts of it that's on lockdown, but parts of it that's not. You know, there's parts、yeah. 
there's certain apartment complexes that have freedom, certain don't. And I'm sure a lot of people over the last year or so saw how crazy shit was in places like Shanghai, where, yeah. you know, even like, even if I had gotten into China in the last year right. or so, it might have been some crazy experience that I probably yeah. would have had to endure. Yeah. Damn. Wow. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, and it's, it's like that's yeah. I mean, I fuck, man. I can't even imagine like there's just so many things that are outside of your control that are yeah. like having this huge impact in your life. Yeah, and and then on top of that, have we really? You know, I was thinking, have we really felt the full impact on our mental from like the pandemic? No. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like uh-huh. no way. You know, so no, not at all. it's like I, I find myself at a time where like you know, healing and like recalibration and readjusting is necessary and like probably the most yeah. priority, but I don't even have time for that. I'm like trying to figure out my life yeah. and income, you know, like I'm out here on Indeed, like see if there's any jobs that I could like, you know, help out with, you know, and still maintain yeah. my creativity, you know, like. Yeah, I feel like the impact of what's going on in China right now and the impact that has on Chinese Americans and Chinese people living abroad is such a huge issue. Yeah. And like we could probably even have a whole episode talking about that sure. and like have and just just like just think about like, you know, it's been like you said, three years. But for the people that live in China too, imagine like the fact that the you know there are just no foreigners that come in anymore and travel is so heavily restricted and i wonder what that's doing to everyone like mentally that's doing to people that live there and chinese people abroad that can't go back to see their families that's like yeah that is fucking fascinating bro yeah 10 grand for a one-way ticket the economy i mean i thought i thought it was weird economy uh yeah i mean i noticed that the chinese international students aren't sporting as much balenci these days it's all adding (laughs) up damn the lambos where the lambos go where the lambos go what are the rich chinese students gonna do can they still get into america to study i think the ones that's here they're really enjoying the sense of freedom that their friends in china are not you know because they're still getting Uh, they're still getting their allowances but yeah now they're on now they're on their own and um i have and i've spoken to a lot of people that are either expats that moved back from china during this time and was like thank god i'm out of there and then yeah. there's also i've also met uh like just recently i had somebody uh, uh from shanghai that was visiting the states and i had a little birthday party i turned 30 last week you know what i'm saying nice, I'm, I'm let's go level 30 unlocked and um, <laughs> and yeah like and even though he was chinese he was like wow like being out of China, it feels amazing, you know, just outside of that, that environment, yeah. you know. Listen, if the CCP watches this, I'm never getting back in, so, like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so, yeah, that's so fascinating, my God. Just, just like, there's so, I mean, Chinese people are, like, such a huge part of this global, our global society, and the fact that the travel is so restricted is, like, yeah. that's fucking fascinating. Well, the scary part is that even my family and friends in China are like, yeah, I don't know when, you know, like, yeah, cause like China Damn. is such an independent economy. Everything around the world mm-hmm. is depending on shit that's yeah. made in China. So like if they, yeah, yeah. if they choose to become just a sovereign nation again, which is what the yeah. rumor within China says, you know, 
that the leader wants to do is to turn it into like a sovereign nation again. Yeah, they'll be yeah. fine. But you know, <laughs> well, I'm fuck. going to Korea next week. I'm going Jealous. to Korea finally. Hell yeah. So let's see. <laughs> but I'm kind of scared because my first uh, attempt at travel was did not go well. What so happened? hopefully, well, I didn't know there's a visa requirement now. It's like I didn't make Damn. it on the first flight. No. I know it sucked. I was at the airport and everything. Holy shit. Wow. So we'll see. Wait, so we'll you had see. always gone without visas and then like no, you just yeah. you just like you're like this time shouldn't be any different and you and you just went. Yeah. Yeah, they just Wait. they just started doing a visa during COVID and I didn't know. Damn. I have to say, this time I bought the tickets on Korean Air, and Korean Air has been so much better because last time I was trying to go on Air Canada, they didn't send me any information. Korean Air sent me, yeah. like, a week early. They sent me everything. They're like, make sure you do this. Yeah. Make sure you do this. And they, like, keep emailing me. So they're on top <laughs> they of look out for, They Air. look out for their Shout own. Out. They look out for their own. Yeah. Damn, yeah. Air Canada, on the other hand. I don't know what Air the fuck they're doing. sucks. <laughs> don't ever fly Air Canada. <laughs> ever. They suck. Hell yeah. Well, when was the last time you were in Korea? So I went like in 2019, right, right before COVID. Mm -hmm. You had family out there? 20, yeah, 2019. My parents lived oh, there. Oh, no shit. Wow. Yeah, so they haven't seen Mino. I, I was getting sad because I was looking at all the pictures of them hanging out with Mino. Right. And he was so little right. in 2019. <laughs> he's he's like a big kid now, yeah, so yeah. it's going to be weird. Yeah. Mino wow. is ginormous. <sighs> He's like uh, an Asian Baron Trump. I love, I love seeing that. I love seeing <laughs> Dude, Mino he, is like He what, has that nine? attitude, though. I see it. He's like nine. He's eight. He's eight. He's eight. He's like six foot tall. Yeah. He's eight. I've, I've been measuring his height, and I put my sister and my mom. He's one inch shorter than my sister. He's two inches shorter than oh, my mom coming right now. He's That's coming for now. <laughs> he's eight years <laughs> old. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's the height of an Asian mom right now. Nice. <laughs> That's a big milestone. I remember when I finally got tall, became taller than my mom. I was like, "Fuck yeah!" What? what, yeah. what you were like seven, eight? Like, nah, like, bro. Yeah, I, was, I was I was mad short for a long time. I was like thirteen. Damn. Okay. Yeah, when wow. I was twelve, I was five one. Wow. How you're like six Aww. feet? What are you like? You're like yeah, I'm like six one. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about your album, Bohan. Your debut album, Cities Are For Fools. Fools. So we did a little bit of Cities Are For Fools. It's a love letter to big cities and the consequences of chasing our dreams in them. And I think it's safe to say, up top on the pod, we got a little <laughs> taste of the consequences of chasing our yeah. dreams in the big city. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Feeling yeah. lost. And, and, um, and, and not doing, and like, we're feeling the consequences, but it doesn't seem like, you know, we're doing anything different about it. We, we're still doing yeah. what we do, you know? Yeah. So is your is your album about like waiting a long time to eat at a restaurant? You know, the subway is crowded. Yeah, all of that. <laughs> you know, the boat, a sandwich costs thirty five dollars. Yeah. Is that what your albums? Are? All of that. All of that. I mean, you know, like all jokes aside, but yeah, like that's all a big part of it. You know, like I, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, um, uh, there was so much pressure from my friends about turning 30 like oh mm. what, what are you gonna like where are you gonna have uh, you know like and i was like yo i'm broke like i'm like yeah, broke seriously. these days i'm not trying to host a party for y'all you know like if anything y'all should throw a party for me like what the fuck you know like seriously. and like they're like yeah let's go out to this restaurant let's go drink some bars and i'm like and like i find myself like simultaneously two thoughts one is like you know how many times are you gonna turn 30 like it's not about society's pressure it's about, you know, just yeah. celebrating. And then the other side of me mm -hmm. is like, damn, like, these drinks are 20 bucks each. What the fuck? You know, like, so Seriously. I'm like, man, 
what am I doing here? Like, you know, it's, it's like City Eternal Fools, like, all right, how does that relate to that exact moment? It's like, well, if I was in finance, I probably wouldn't have money problems. So I was like, well, if I didn't <laughs> live in New York, I probably wouldn't be paying $20 for a drink, you know? So why yeah, right. why am I not in finance and why am I in New York? It's like, oh, because I want to do what I want to do. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like I'm a fool for thinking like, yeah, I can just live life doing what I want to do. Wait, you were buying the people drinks for your birthday? Well, it's not buying people drinks for my birthday. It's like in the past, I've always had birthday parties and like I would invite all my close friends and homies yeah. and I will have people and I'll have uh, homies and everybody cook and stuff, but I would like buy the supplies. Right, right, right. It's your yeah, party. Like, I'll, I get I'll it, go I get, get it. like a couple big bottles of Henny so everybody's happy. You know, nice. like, and and, <laughs> yeah. and I, I always loved it. I never like afterwards was like damn why'd i do that you know but right right um i don't know for the first time ever i was like you know rethinking about a lot of things so damn yeah dude, this is yeah. so fucking real too Fuck. real <laughs> just replace music with comedy and that's where i'm at right now i feel like it constantly exists between the state of i need to save money and then i'm just like well fuck it i'm gonna die anyway so yeah. I am gonna I am gonna pay fifteen dollars for this cold Crazy. brew. Crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah. God oh, damn, dude. It's so fucking real. My my last last thing on on that like the expensive drinks like my partner, they found a uh, a cute singlish bar called Singlish yeah. in uh, in in, <laughs> like, in Manhattan on TikTok, and you know we went and visited. And the drinks is twenty two dollars to drink, and I'm just like, no. what? Jesus, what the ah, hell? You know? Yo, twenty two dollars. Twenty two dollars drink. I will have one drink, and I will be here for hours. <laughs> exactly. God damn. Have to for milk the rest this of the week. one. You know what I think is so fascinating about this concept of living in a city as a creative to be around like networking and stuff like that? It's like the classic, obviously, like you know, all these generations of people did it. Like they would move to L. A. or New York or wherever your big city is fools but the interesting thing is like with the internet a lot of people don't really have to do that anymore and i find it really interesting you know like right like you'll see you know it's the most frustrating (laughs) there'll be some musician like who just like records songs in his bedroom and he's like popping off on tiktok and it's like so interesting now that that's not the only option so that's that's yeah no that is a very awesome point you bring up about like just being able to do things remote but like yeah. And, yeah. I, and i've and i've thought about this right because you know in this last six months just exploring other stuff i'm like you know instead of waiting on people to edit together like a flyer for me i'm gonna download photoshop and like learn how to do this on my own and then like i downloaded <laughs> photoshop final cut you know all these other things and um and trying to like teach myself all the all the stuff that I would that I would be allocating to other people, you know. Yeah. Right. Um, right. Okay, I just lost my train of thought. What? 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 Wait. What, you, were you were talking about like teaching yourself. Wait, like, but, Photoshop but why did I? Skills. But what? What was the? Oh, because uh, I said that people live remotely and oh, they just yes, like right, popping right, off on right, TikTok. Right. So so I was like so I was online, you know. I was like I've seen all these social media jobs, you know. I was like mm-hmm. oh. I was like, you know, I've done my own social media and gotten some pretty good press over the years. Let me see about these social media jobs. Maybe I can do remote. 
and all of yep. them needs to be on location because you need to take photos of the staff. Mm. You need to have photos right. of oh. you know them working in the office, and then so and then and then I got to looking at you know kind of like we used to like bedroom producers or bedroom artists yeah. where yeah, they make yeah. like these perfectly syncable or perfect background music that just gets like mm-hmm. millions of views. You know, once it gets yeah. added yeah, yeah. to the right playlist. And I think about that, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh man, I'm envious of that in a way. But then I was like, okay, but would I do that? And I'm like, no, because yeah. I care about being around people, <laughs> and I care about like the stimulation, the stimulation of it. You know, yeah. like if, right, if, right. if yeah. my job was solely to crunch the numbers with my music, I wouldn't be doing music. You know, so I still find yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. And I can't tell if it's real or not. I still find myself at this world. So I was like, do I really love music? Yes, because I don't want to do anything else. But is that because I'm lazy? Or is that because, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? It's like this this, yeah, yeah. this yeah. desire to explore other things. But then it's like, once you do, are you giving up on what you do? Or, right. you know. Like, right. I find a- that I have to be. Oh, sorry. No, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, like, for me, I, I was just thinking about my career and how it's taken off. And for me, honestly, being in New York is a big reason why a lot of things happen for me. 100%. Because I met I met this person and I met that person. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like you really need to be around these, like, shakers and movers. And you're around these people and they are the ones that you run into. And that is, that's like... Um, priceless you you can't yeah and that's like why people are here i think even more so because things are remote and because things can be done online you know because then everybody's online and stuff and then those like you said the in-person in face-to-face opportunities becomes that much more valuable in in, in building like a real connection instead of like oh we follow each other you know like exactly And I'm a shit like I'm a shitty stand up comedian, but just because I do stand up in New York City, I'm friends with all these like famous stand up <laughs> comedians. Just because like I was at the comedy club at the same time, and they're like, "Hey, it's Young Me," and I'm like, "Hey, you but, know, like." That's- and you're also sharpening <laughs> you yourself against like the other sharpest swords in 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 yeah, you know, exactly. yeah. like if you were in the middle of nowhere, like you might be the the illest one in the middle of like Oberlin, Ohio, yeah. you know, but like, then, what then is, you're just, you're, then you're Bonnie Vare. You know what I've seen? That's so interesting though, about that subject. A lot of times I'll be like at an open mic and then somebody will come in and they'll be so funny. And they're like, Oh yeah, I just moved from Wisconsin. I'm, I'm a good, you know, I've, I've, do, I've been doing stand up. This is my dream. So right. I moved to New York city and I'm like, Oh, this person's really funny, but no one notices and th- their careers don't go anywhere. Right. Cause they don't know anybody and like they're not friends with the friends which is unfair but i've seen that happen so many times at open mics i'm like damn this guy's fucking funny yeah too bad he's not gonna make it. yo but like fair (laughs) or unfair like the fact that you the fact that we can recognize oh there's talented people and they're not going anywhere because it's not about that talent that's like that's not just talent that's important to figure out and to face and to realize and kind of utilize you know because that delusion, yeah, that delusion, soft talent. Yeah, exactly. That, the delusion yeah. that your talent is gonna take you like to the sky is so necessary. But you also need to like <laughs> be able to snap out of that delusion when you need Yo, to. You that's know? such like, a great point. It's yep. the delusion. Like yeah. it's the delusion that brings people to New York and LA, yeah. and that's the delusion that's gonna take you to the top. Yes. So like, 
I guess if you are just making beats in Oberlin, Ohio, but you still have that delusion, then you're going to make it. But that delusion is what's going to bring you. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It like you're, it's going to bring you to these cities. It and is. also, I've seen people that are very talented come here, like from a small town or whatever. And then they have, they're very talented and that delusion is there. And then they're not getting shit fast enough because you got to like suck dicks and stuff, mad, you know? You know, you got to fucking dicks. kiss ass and suck <laughs> dicks. And they don't, and they're like, they don't get it. Yeah, and, and they're like, they don't get it. They're just like, well, look at me. Right. I'm very funny. Yeah. Just just give me the thing. And I'm like, you got to suck some dicks, yeah. bro. I'm back here <laughs> no sucking. No one owes you suck some dicks. Unless you yeah. suck some dicks. I'm not funny, but I, I suck like a mean you, dick. Do <laughs> you emphasize a lot of ass? <laughs> a lot, a lot, of, a lot ass. of ass. You got to kiss Eat a lot, a lot of ass. ass. Um, so much ass. No, it's oh true. I, 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 um, I, you know, the other day I was... Uh, making looking through my phone for clips or whatever to make content and like i uh you know i saved this one audio um from rick ross <laughs> rick ross nice. had this audio where he was like uh those that counted me out they took an l you know like it's like <laughs> it's just like a really simple thing but like i had seen somebody use the audio and it's like uh then it was like uh he's like a basketball player and, yeah. and it's like a footage of him in like middle school or high school, like shooting hoops. And then the next one is him at like, uh, you know, at the NBA draft, you know, so it's like a little quick contract. So I was digging through a bunch of my old shit and, you know, I found the photos of me in the first like recording booth, which is like somebody's closet in like 2007. Right. And I found that photo. And I just sat there with it for a minute. I'm like, it's 2022. That was 2007. That's 15 years, you know, like it's, it's, mm. and like 15 years, like if you told me in 2007, this is where I'm gonna be in 2020, like even though right now, in reflection of all the things that I, I've, all the things that I've done and all, you know, I've still have long to go, but right now I'm reflecting, I'm like, you know, I'm grateful, I'm happy for the things I've done, for where I am. But if I was 2007, you were like, oh yeah, in 2022, y'all be at where you are right now. I'd be like, nah, that's not worth it. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, no. worth, that's not <laughs> worth it. You know, because I wouldn't have. Oh my God. I wouldn't have. There was no way for me to contextualize or quantify, like, the people that I have met. You know, the experiences yeah, that I've had. Yeah, yeah. Like, the, yeah. the lessons that I've, I've, you know. Like, I don't know if y'all ever sit down and talk to. I don't know. Well, I don't know if y'all even have, like, really, like, really really financial bros you know like that are friends yeah but like i grew up with a bunch no. in high school that i still and and in touch with and i went to one of their bachelor's party a couple months ago and we were just talking you know about you know we got fucked up we we're talking about shit and i'm just talking about like the ups and downs of my own career and stuff and they're like wow this is your, your life is so like fast and interesting and i'm like is it and then i realized oh maybe like you know, they still, maybe it's, they, even though they have so much more money and cars and house and stuff, their understanding of life is still very premature in a way, you know, like, mm -hmm. versus us yeah. who have sucked a it's lot of different. dicks and shit, you know, like, it's. <laughs> sucked a lot of dicks. Sucked a lot. It's, it's, it's just different. So many butts. Dude, you're like, I feel like we're going through the same shit because I, 100%. these are all the thoughts that are going on in my head. It's like, I feel like we're just our brains are hardwired in a way 
like maybe when you know mm. it's like a those marvel sequences where you're like seeing like the fucking like the superpower coursing through yeah. the veins and in our case yeah. it's like something short-circuited yeah, it's like, yeah. Oh, this, this motherfucker is gonna be delusional. Like, like the, the graphics of the ne- <laughs> graphics of the neurons firing, you know, in like the shit. Yeah, and but this, <coughs> this case, it's like, <laughs> it's like this case. This person's not gonna be happy living just a blueprint regular life. Yeah. So let's just set him off out there. Yeah. But you know, it, it we wouldn't be happy doing that. That's either. what I'm saying. Yeah. And I mean, maybe like after you get some shit out of your system, but you know, yeah. I think things are self-evident. Yeah. Like and- we do the things that we do because. Yeah, and I think I think you know if you do get to a point where you feel like oh, I just need to change courses, then so be it, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that, you know. When you get yeah. there, like, and like I feel like one of the things I'm learning about life is that changes are going to come, and it's scary, and I'm gonna have to like just go with it, you know. And, yeah. yeah, I think two thoughts on this. Number one, I think it's really it ties into like what we were talking about in the beginning, how the perception is mm-hmm. like oh my God, Bohan, you're doing so well. And then you are actually living it and you're like, this feels very different Mm -hmm. than what people are seeing. And then the other thing is, I think, you know, I don't know, do you feel like with your friends that are like in finance or like have more of like a quote unquote regular job, do you think that there's a part of them that like wants to live a life that's like yours or no? I think... Or or want to pursue their passion or something? I think it's that part is just as real as the part that like, I wish I did finance in, right. but it's like, what 100%. I, what I actually have done that yeah. it's hard to say, you know, like, yeah. So 100%. this is what I think about that. If there's, there's so many people out there that do these other jobs cause they're afraid to do like the creative jobs. Right. And, um, uh, I think if you are living with any sort of failure or shortcoming in your creative career, it's kind of like empowering to know that, this is what those people were so afraid of that they could never pursue this. And I'm just living it like as a comedian, that's like not that successful. There's millions of people in the world that want to be a comedian, but they're so scared of living my life right now that they never even tried. (laughs) So it's like me failing at this. I'm like empowered knowing that, Oh, I'm living every day as someone that's like not achieve what I want to achieve in my career. (laughs) But I'm doing right. it, and those people would never are too scared of my life to do right. it. So I, like, no, I, yeah, I, I think you know I, what agree. I, mean? I think that's yeah. super empowering. But the real question is, just because someone else envies that, is that still what yeah. you want to do? And I'm talking about myself. No, I'm not. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. For, example, yeah. for me, I, I don't care that people envy it or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm d- it's I kind of. It's fu- a... I'm just like funny. It's just funny to me that oh, you think my life is so bad. No, that that's you're a... <laughs> No, no, you're right. You're never going to. That's that's a case. Yeah. It's funny. It's a case by case basis because I have a lot of finance friends and, you know, I tell them about comedy and stuff. But then they're then they're like, oh, yeah, but like you're 30 and you have a roommate. I don't want that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm just me. I'm just like I never think about the other path. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to do this. So who cares? Well, okay. So like, I guess what I was saying was like uh, for me, um. When I wanted, when I started like falling in love with making music, I like didn't yeah. even speak fluent English. I didn't really have any like friends for more than like three, four years at that time. Like that that idea of wanting to be a rapper, wanting to be famous, wanting to like tour the world, was an idea that I dealt developed when I was like sixteen years old. 
and yeah. then I had that delusion. I had the blinders to keep going, even through NYU, like graduating, right, like, not right. getting a job, and sleeping on couches, whatever, to get to a point where I got to. And now I'm here I am, and I feel really proud of all, everything that I've done. But I'm asking myself, right. have after experiencing so much life and so much other pleasures, like I love reading now. When I was younger, I didn't like reading, you know, like yeah. after experience, I'm like, have my goals changed, you know, like, and if yeah. so, is that like a scary thing to tell myself? If so, like, is like everything that I've done the past 15 years to waste, you know, like, Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. And honestly, no one knows. That's the yo, thing. You're, that's, no, that's no. The but like, like I, this, this is my two cents because yeah. I'm, I've, we're like, I'm on the exact same wavelength here yeah. at this exact same intersection, and I think it takes a lot of courage and strength to like be honest with yourself and recognize that you know, just as we talk about how like the world can suddenly change, we as human beings we adapt right. and we come out differently too, and our goals change. Nothing's the same, you know? For a lot of people, like, sure, you're 16, you wanna do this thing, that stays forever, but yeah. that's not everyone. Like, you're 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 changing, and I think that it takes a, yeah, it's admirable that you can admit that to yourself, and there's, I don't think you should feel like anything's a waste, because right. that was within, that was, like, always within you. Right. Like, if you had gone into finance when you were, like, 20, you're still gonna have those rapper ambitions, right. but I, I see rapper it more ambitions. as, like, yeah. You know, you had you had you experienced such great things. You attain a high level, and if you wanted to switch it up, then fuck yeah, switch it up. Like that, ha- we see it all the time. Like I think you know, J.R. Smith, like right. he's like a you know professional basketball player. He won a ring, and now he's like, I want to go back to school and I want to play golf. Right. So he's like back in school nice. in his thirties and he's like playing golf. Right. You know? <laughs> no, uh, it's a hundred percent. I do think this. Um, I do think that there is a like a couple of weeks ago, I went and did a three-hour jewelry making class. You know where I sat down, oh, sick. cut out. That sounds like something Brian would do. It That's was awesome. awesome. It was, yeah. I, I yeah. sat there after three hours. I was like, I could see my. I, I would love to have a little workshop and just saw away at this little piece of metal <laughs> and like, I would love to do that. You know, like, yeah. And I would love to be at where J.R. Smith is and, and like and be successful. It to a point where I have like fuck you money and be like now I'm right. gonna explore all these other things you know, but yeah. it's like I find myself having those interests, but not having the financial means, and that's mm. the only reason that's mm. making me unsure about it. You know, I'm like, am I changing yeah. this totally. because of fine because I'm not where I am financially and like I'm worried about you know getting to a certain age and like not having all that um yeah i'm the same way i mean it's the the same thing it's the financial security aspect and and then and and then it comes back and then you're like well in my early 20s i wouldn't have thought about this i didn't overthink (laughs) i didn't overthink and that's why that's why i was having fun this is too fucking real man god damn it (laughs) boy no but like just yeah yeah i it's a circular thing, right. you know, and then you'll do like one hot show and you're like, fuck yeah, this is what it's all about. This is why that's, I do it. That's <laughs> exactly it. That's why October 9th at Baby's All Right is going to be a great night because that's the album release show. <laughs> We're all going to be there. 
I have to say, I did see it once I was at a restaurant and there was a man sitting like at the next table and he had like a tennis necklace of diamonds. Yeah. Yo. And it was like 20 feet long. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what? That is like, is that real? And then the waiter was like, that's my cousin. He owns a jewelry shop. It's 100% real. I was like, wow. How much is that? Yeah. It's like a $10 million diamond neck. Damn, that could be you. Yo, boy. you want to? Okay, no. Here, let me tell you a story about a diamond necklace. Um, so. I, I found I found myself going through many phases of being a rapper, you know, like yeah. uh, right. like these days, like these days I don't wear like anything, you know, like my, my girlfriend made me this friendship bracelet. Anyways, um, that's cute. <laughs> I, I found myself like doing open mics while I was sleeping on couches and thinking like, yeah. man, if I could just sell out like a venue in Brooklyn, that would be great. Right. And I get to yeah. a point where I sell like a couple hundred tickets. I'm like, man, if I can get to a point where I get on TV, that would be great. I did that, uh, NBA, whatever, you know? And every time I hit it, I'm like, this isn't what I thought that was gonna feel yeah. like, you know? Like, yeah, yep. Um, yep. And it's just, uh, yeah, I forgot why I brought that up again, but. The diamond necklace. Yes, the diamond necklace story. So, so <laughs> no. this, this was the phase where I was doing a lot of shows in Asia and surrounded by like rappers, like Higher Brothers, Jay Park and, People, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. that was that was from the East, but their entire uh, music education was through the Internet and was through, like, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. what's hot oh, out here. So interesting. So whereas for me, like I, I kind of like was more like over here and seeing the the reality of like what it's like to be an artist. Right. Like, But but in China and Asia, if you look the part, you have a better chance of getting the job than if you actually sounded yeah. the part. You know, so, <laughs> right, right. so, yeah. you know, there was a couple, there was a, there was a, about a, like 2017, 2018. I was like, man, I really need to keep up with these rappers out here, you know, like, mm -hmm. and, um, and later I found out that 75 to 80% of their jewelry is fake, but like based on 20% nice. of it being real, people would just assume the rest of it is real. So, right. nice. so I had, uh, you know, so this is a, a really popping jeweler in Chinatown named Tommy. Um, and Tommy Jules is like this uh, Cantonese guy, but um, his shop is called Aura Latina, and it, like uh -huh. you know they speak fluent Spanish, you know, and all that. And um, but he's a little pricey, so every time I went, he would knock me over the head. And um, yeah, but like I love going there because everybody loves him, and I love him, you know. But then I eventually found yeah, this yeah, other yeah. jeweler, and this other jeweler he was he was trying to do more business uh, with like rappers, but people didn't really know him. Yeah. So right. I was like, yo, I like that tennis necklace you have. And it's real small diamonds, you know, but it kind of it kind of <laughs> was nice. You know, I was, I was like, how much is that? I was like, oh, that's four thousand dollars. I was like, damn. I was like, I was like, I was like, look, I was like, look, how about you let me put down like a down payment? And then every month I demo you like a couple hundred bucks or something, you know, but like I'll yeah. shout you out and stuff. He goes, OK, yeah, we'll do that. So I think I left like five hundred bucks took the chain went to asia went on tour and i was like demoing him a couple hundred bucks every uh, every month or something and then like i come back from asia and i'm like over that phase you know and now i'm still oh, no. and i'm still trying to pay this to pay off the rest of this fucking tennis chain you know so yeah. i hit up dude i was like yo man like is there any way I can give you this back? And you just like give me all the money that I've been sending you, and uh, I'll take yeah. you out to like a dinner or something. Like, 
And he was like, you know, I think he, he understood where I was coming. He probably knew like I wasn't acting my wage. That was the thing he told me after you got to act wow. your wage, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so. It had too much power in it. Yeah. It was too. I, it, the, yeah. It, just, it blinded me. And um, yep. so, yeah, eventually I gave it back to him. He gave me the money back. And that was the last time that I spent money on jewelry like that. You know, like Yo. yeah, yeah. It's not that. <laughs> you're, the, yeah. you're giving There's me like ideas power. now. <laughs> There's power in stuff like that. There, there is. And you could, sometimes it sucks your energy. No, out it's so it. it's so dumb until you're like until yeah. you're walking around <laughs> and you have like twenty thousand dollars of jewelry on you. You're like, what is this I, unidentifiable like feeling? You know, like that. It's it's weird. Yeah. Well, I, once I had a Birkin. I've talked about this in the podcast. <laughs> And I had to sell it. It had wow. evil energy. Yeah. It, it was like when I was holding, I could feel the pulsing of the, of the energy. You know, I don't know if you're joking right now. I'm not. Right. Okay. Because like, serious. I feel that true. way. I feel that way about, like, for example, like, uh, this is, during that same time, I bought like a yeah. Rolex on, 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 uh, on, what do you call them when you pay monthly with their credit card? Like, uh, like finance uh, on like installments, installments, yeah, yeah, installments, yeah, yeah. So it was like a forty-five hundred dollar watch um, that I paid off in three years. You know, nice. but yeah. uh, when I wear that, I feel different. I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like I'm ashamed to wear it because I'm like I don't want to yeah, walk yeah. around people I know think what you like what oh, type of person. You know, like, and then other times I'm like. I feel like, yeah, you know, I earned this. You know, like this is this is like a symbol right, of right. all the hard work I did. You know, there's a, but it yeah, has a lot a of psychology pa- it has, behind yeah, it. It has, it has a, power. a power. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, yeah. the Birkin, I feel like at times I felt uncomfortable, and at one point I was like, "Fuck yeah. it," and I was like taking it to the beach and shit. Yeah. And then I and then I was like, "This is stupid." It like wore but off. But that's on when me you. But that's when you kind of like take the power over. You're like. You're yeah, like, yeah, I'm not yeah. going to do this <laughs> for a nice event. Up. Fucking occasion. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, you. Yeah. I, I think the power of those items, it has like, there's like a social power it has too. And once you overcome that, yeah. because like when you go out, people are like, jud- they're like, oh, yeah. what's this person? They have a Rolex. Is it fake? Right. Is it real? Is it, are they, you know, and then there's all the psychology behind it. And one day you like coast over it and that's when you sell it because it doesn't have any power over you anymore. Right. right. Yeah. I bought a chain four months ago. Since yeah. I'm fully drinking the power. Since then, I've been wearing wife beaters. I'm I'm drinking nice. Pepto Bismol and chugging you're talking it down with Los Forte. You, Fuck it, bro. You, you cur- curse a little bit more. You know? Fuck it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um fuck dude well yeah. we were gonna ask you about nfts but fuck that i don't want to talk about nfts anymore. yeah wait okay but um, i i, I want to say a little bit about kind, it. it kind of yeah yeah, yeah you kind of want to talk about like, it yeah i mean just because you well, brought it up a little bit earlier i i just wanted to i yeah. i do want to like share some like just a couple quick thoughts on it you know like i i t- all right i totally got into nfts because i was at a bad financial situation and i was like this looks like a get rich quick scheme and i'm i'm okay. i want in you know, like, so okay. that's what got me into looking at NFTs. But as soon as I started looking into it, I was like, holy shit, like, this looks like .com era. Like, anybody with a website was getting, you know, money and it looked like it was going to be the shit, right? Like, um, yeah. but there's a whole big part, whole big side of the music NFT shit. And that's the part that sucked me in a lot. And mm-hmm. I thought, uh. I thought there was like an exclusive way like like there's this company called royal and 
they mm-hmm. basically I can basically instead of selling record label my rights, I can sell it to my fans. And every time my song on Spotify makes money, all my fans who own a part of that song make the money with me. You know, so okay, okay. so I was like, man, you know, and it was by this company called Royal, and I was like, oh man, this is dope. And I was hitting him up. I was like, yo, how did y'all develop the technology? Because for me to get paid for myself to for my own songs on Spotify, I, I have to wait like five months to see like some of that those pennies. You know, I'm like, how did right. y'all how did y'all develop the technology to pay everybody? You know, at the same time, they're like, oh yeah, we're doing it manually. We're collecting the money. Oh, I'm like, Jesus. oh, okay, so we're far, far away still. You know, like so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's the. That's interesting. What an interesting concept. Yeah, I mean, you know, the reason why we wanted to ask about NFTs is that if we saw your little Twitter oh, profile yeah, picture out of NFT, and I, I do. you know, it's a it's a polarizing subject. Yeah. People are it's very divided, yeah. but we wanted to come at it from you know an artist perspective and hundred percent. I, I don't whether I don't, it's been I like helpful I or I don't think I'm doing the right thing all the time. Yeah. So I'm that you know yeah, like this this if like NFT is bad for the environment and all that then. I'm I'm a part of that problem, but I hope that like eventually enough people get involved in it that there's brains yeah. that can solve it because I do feel like mm. the ways to solve it is having more people getting involved and understanding it more. Totally. Um, right. I think the blockchain technology yes. that powers NFT is huge potential for it, but yeah. it's mm-hmm. so cloudy and muddled right it's now. It's a lot of fugazi so many, right now. There's, there's so many sharks who are just trying to make a quick buck. Yeah. And, oh yeah, I've been. You know, I've, I've lost money jumping into projects, thinking like, "Oh, like I'm not making that much money from music right now. Maybe I can make some side income from this." And then right. there's people that take advantage of that, you know. All right, listeners. So you know the drill. We got to give you a little reminder. The best way to support this podcast is on Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/FeelingAsian, and we're gonna hit Bohan with some questions that you're gonna have to subscribe to to hear what his thoughts are. And, you know, we're going to ask you what you're loving right right now, what you're hating, what you're ashamed of, and get deeper into the feelings here. So, so Bohan, what is something you're loving right now? Fuck. Well, you know, Bohan, we got real on this pod. Real, real. You brought, you got way more real than I was expecting. (laughs) But that's how it goes usually when we have these conversations with you. But, you know, the drill. Uh, We like to leave our guests with this one last question. And that is, what is something you're proud of, Vaughn? Um, yo, I'm proud of how all of us and all of my friends and are are dealing through it. Because honestly, like a lot of people in my life are going through it right now, and um, and uh, I'm proud that we're able to communicate that to each other and and not feel judged by our friends. And it feels a lot better to like talk it out and um and get this get these feelings out there so i'm proud of us for doing that well i'm very yeah i'm proud of us all for keep keep going for it um (laughs) and also sharing our feelings (laughs) um living the life that finance bros are afraid to live (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to be a failure i'm like oh god that's (laughs) brendan Try walking in these shoes. You make a, a reel and it only gets 800 views. Do you know how hard that is? <laughs> That's my life. Yeah. It's the, well, Bohan, it's time to, it's the plug corner now. 
Shout it out. Where can our listeners stream your new album? So tickets for your upcoming show. That's right. So new album, Cities Are for Fools. Uh, you can stream it on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, all of that. Um, and for those who are in New York, the album release show is Baby's All Right in Brooklyn on October 9th. That's a Sunday because I don't want to compete with Friday and Saturday crowds. And uh, I know I know people got work the next day too. So Sunday Sunday six to nine. It will be an early show, but uh, it'll be a nice. nice. Like it. That's more see? my speed. Yeah, see, yeah, I know, I know my audience. We're in our thirties now. <laughs> Fuck yeah! That's Where can right. our listeners find you on socials? Um, social media is just uh, across the board. Bohun Phoenix. Um, I am trying out TikTok, so check me out on Life of Bohun on tiktok wow and uh let's go and yeah that's it i appreciate y'all for having me thanks for being here thanks for being here bon and uh what about you young me um you can find me out uh, on socials at ym mayor or young me mayor on tiktok how about you brian uh you guys can find me on socials at it's brian park follow our podcast at feeling asian podcast uh and check out our patreon at patreon.com slash feeling asian and that's it, y'all. Bohan, thank you again thank for doing it. And we'll thank see you. you all here next week. Bye. Peace. See you guys. If you've made it this far into the podcast, you know what time it is. It's time for some Patreon shoutouts. Just as a reminder, if you love the Feeling Asian podcast and you've thought to yourself, how could I help support this wonderful independent venture? Well, the answer is Patreon. Check it out. We have different subscription tiers, but the best way to support the podcast is to subscribe and donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. Any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast where we guess who you are. And without further ado, these are this week's shout outs. First shout out goes out to Nicole Kyle. Nicole I am going to guess that you are an art therapist who listens to hyper pop music. Now, I don't know what hyper pop music is, but I like the way it sounds. And as evidenced from your Patreon donation, you are an incredibly thoughtful and great person. Next shout out goes out to Alex Choi. Alex, you're a swim instructor who eats Hot Pockets for breakfast every morning. It's a little weird quirk of yours. Your friends and family love it, love that about you, but that is confirmed. I'm less confident about the swim instructor part, but I am very confident that you eat Hot Pockets for breakfast every morning. Next shout out goes out to Chrissy Liu. Chrissy, you're a project manager. You live in San Francisco. And you drink way too much White Claw at parties. Which means you love to have a great time. But you won't drink anything else but White Claw. You always bring two six-packs of White Claw to every party. It's intended for sharing. But somehow you end up drinking 12 White Claws at every party you go to. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Next shout-out goes out to Regina Sav. Regina... Mm, my guess is you work in publishing, but your guilty pleasure is you watch 
you hate reading and you watch a lot of uh, reality television on Netflix. I just saw The Ultimatum, completely unhinged show, totally hooked, completely empathize and understand why reality TV rules. <laughs> and the last shout out for this week goes out to Terry Park. Terry Park. You, you're a forest ranger who is barely online. You're free. You are one with nature, but most importantly, you are one with yourself. And all of the other listeners, and myself included, we aspire to your level of zen. So please let us know in the comments if we're close. Teach us your ways. Uh, once again, for all of those who have subscribed, thank you very much. Thank you to this wonderful round of Patreon subscribers. And thank you so much. It really helps us keep the lights running on this podcast. And once again, patreon.com slash feelingasian. Go check it out. And yeah, thank you, everyone. <laughs>